You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are grateful to have you with us. Did you know that you can listen to Real Presence Live and any of the daily programs you hear on RPR via our app? Simply go to the App Store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. Once downloaded, Real Presence Radio is accessible anywhere you are at any time. So if you don't have the RPR app yet, just go to the App Store now and download it for free. You know, it's a wonderful app, too. Mm -hmm. I've just so enjoyed it, and especially in this time of isolation and uh, stay-at-home, you know. It's a great way to stay um, connected, for sure. Yeah, stay-at-home recommendations. It's just wonderful to be able to have that all accessed on your cell phone. You can go sit at a park, turn it on, and uh, just pray at your favorite park and the beautiful sunshine we're finally getting. Yeah, absolutely. And thinking, uh, speaking of, of wonderful and beautiful uh, how magnificent to start the the show with mass! It's yeah. what a it it just reminded me as we were there at mass that um, it, it, Jesus is so incredibly close to us mm-hmm. at every moment. Mm-hmm. You know, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Saint Paul tells us with great boldness and confidence, and I just found that so incredibly consoling. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the source and summit of our faith is the Eucharist for for many of our listeners. Mm-hmm you have not been able to receive the Holy Eucharist. Right, yeah. And and this is just a great time, I mean, a hard time, but a, a good opportunity for us to dig deeper into our spiritual communion with our Lord. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing is that um, spiritual communion isn't kind of like a, a consolation prize. No. It's a reminder, you know, we, we talk about, as, as one who's been involved in catechesis for nearly 20 years, we'll always, as we're going through the sacraments, we'll talk about how you know, God has bound himself to the sacraments, but he's not bound by the sacraments. And then we kind of go on to the next point. But I think in some ways, uh, very specific ways, we're really being invited to dwell on that reality right now during this time of isolation. God isn't limited. Right. By the sacraments, even. God is so incredibly present. The, the, the sacraments are his prime vehicle of coming to us, but he's done that throughout the centuries prior even to the incarnation, that God is so incredibly close. You think of the great things done by Abraham and David mm-hmm. and Moses, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great um, reflection. It's a great meditation on the reality that God uh, is so close to us, closer than we are to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And and even the readings from yesterday on the third Sunday, you know, that sojourn, which mm-hmm. is that exile, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we all have to feel a bit like we're in exile right mm-hmm. now, uh, you know, having that ability taken, you know, from us, right. but yet we right. also have to remember that He is with us in yeah. that and, and like you say, not in second place by any means. Right, yeah. because ultimately all of it is all about union with the Lord God. Right. And, you know, you think of, you think of uh, prisoners of war in a, in a dungeon somewhere where they have no access to the sacraments. How close, I mean, especially, particularly close Jesus is uh, in some of those instances. You hear the cases of priests that have been, you know, captured and gone for years without the sacraments, and they have these mystic experiences, right? Right, right. Yeah, that that Jesus is always there for us. He's always at our right side. Right, right. and he's here right now. Right. Right in this room with us, with every single listener, he's right there with you and within you. Actually, is is that's this radical reality of our Catholic faith, is that we cannot be separated from God's love. And we're reminded of this, and we're reminded of the, the ongoing... Um, 
care and concern of the church in that her ministers continue to celebrate on our behalf, continue to draw us closer to the Lord, uh, continue to be that bridge for us to to Christ. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is really a powerful expression of the love and, and the closeness of the church, of uh, of the priests, the bishops, and uh, and certainly of Jesus Himself, and 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 all be all of that. We hunger, we yearn, yes, we absolutely. cannot wait absolutely. until we are able to be in His yes. real presence in the yeah. Eucharist and to receive Him mm-hmm. into our bodies again. Yeah, and it's you know it is a uh, it's an incredibly rich but bizarre time right now in in, in Easter especially. You know I don't know what Easter was like for you, Janine, but I, I really have. I have not, I've struggled unsuccessfully to really put words to what Easter was like. I, I really don't even know where to, to begin on that. Well, it's, again, you hear the, the phrase, the Lentiest Lent ever. Yeah, yeah that's uh, not an understatement by mm-hmm. any means. And uh, and then Easter, it's it's just, God is inviting us to, to see the, I want to say just in the simplest, most beautiful, most wonderful way, just taking out all Mm -hmm. the outside noise and just totally focus on Mm -hmm. Him. And I think that is what it makes it different because the celebrate, you know, celebration with family and friends or, you know, and so forth, all those traditions, but tradition is important, Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's a relationship we have with God and you know, one on one, you know, yeah. um, and to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's been one thing that's I think been fruitful for me at least during this time is it's it's certainly called forth a much greater degree of intentionality. Yeah. And I think it seems like for me and for most of the people that I know and talk with, um, in many ways, Lent is easier than Easter. You know, because Lent, you have all these concrete things that we do, and in Easter, we get the candy back or we get you know whatever it is we've given up. But how do we really soak in our, our redemption yeah. and, and the re- resurrection of Jesus? It takes a greater degree of, of just intentionality, of focus, you know. And I, in some bizarre ways, you know, by God's infinite wisdom, you know, maybe He's, he's um, I don't know, renewing, restoring that, that intentionality about it's more than just getting back the things I gave up. Mm-hmm. It's about living liberatedly you know it's about living with the sure conviction that life is different now because jesus has risen you know that that we have as christians who live in the era of redemption um that we really do have this there's a scripture verse that i just find so profoundly challenging uh it's in second uh second uh, i'm sorry it's philippians uh four uh, I think it's verses five through seven or something like that. It says, you know, have no anxiety at all, but in all things make your requests known to God with prayer and petition. And then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts. And it, I'm paraphrasing to some extent, but that's the gist of it. Um, and I just think, what a radical mandate to have no anxiety at all. Especially in the times that we're living in, but we can look back 2,000 years and the anxieties there or... 100 years or you know even i've talked to my son you know we're not anne frank you know i mean worried about being killed any single day you know uh as you're trying to hide out so it's like we we do have to remember that jesus is always with us Mm -hmm. that his life death and resurrection is what he wills for us to be in union with him 
when at the time of our death and that his resurrection is for us as well Absolutely. and so i think that's kind of the easter message that you get more this year um, then the celebration with family and friends and the joyfulness of it, the, the reality that this is what he wants for us individually as well. And intentionality is yep. such a wonderful way to put it, Brad. Beautifully said. And I think that aspect of intentionality is especially one highlighted by our first guest of this morning, uh, Dr. Todd Ferguson for Prairie Naturopathic Doctors. We have Dr. Todd on the line. Good morning to you, Dr. Todd. Good morning. Thanks for being with us this morning. Um, yeah, good to be with you. You know, you've been on the radio before, but it's it's periodic. So for those who haven't heard you on the radio before, can you tell us briefly a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm a uh, convert to the Catholic faith and a practicing Catholic, uh, married with five kids. Um, I'm a naturopathic uh, doctor and clinic director at uh, Prairie Naturopathic Doctors in Moorhead. And uh, yeah, that's about what I do with my life. Well, Dr. Todd, we're so grateful for you to join us this morning. And, you know, we're in kind of a, a trying time, uh, you could say. Uh, but what has this time of COVID-19 been like for you and, and your clinic? Yeah, um, you know, we've been, we've been busy. We're, uh, we're open uh, regular hours, um, you know, fighting the good fight, so to speak. And, uh it's been different, though, for sure. Um, had to make a number of uh, changes to, um, you know, slow the slow and spread the traffic through the clinic so that uh, um, people are safe. And um, uh, you know, we offer more uh, telehealth or, or video uh, type visits now, um, but you know, still in office visits and and. Uh, you know, just uh, there's a lot of uh, fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot more stress, um, and uh, but yeah, we've we've been we've been busy and just trying to help as many people as we can through these times, uh, build build up their health and resistance, and and deal with whatever comes up. Sure. You know, you just uh, mentioned the word fear and you mentioned the word anxiety. As a doctor, how do you look at an outbreak like this um, and how can we make sure that that we are not giving in to too much fear and anxiety in, you know, in response to what we're going through? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a couple things, I guess. Um, you know, when, <clears throat> when something new comes along... Um, you know, we all have to, in our own way, sort of take in the data and try to make sense of that, um, and then ultimately ask the question: You know, what can I do? And um, so, when we're when we're getting, you know, the data coming in, first of all, of course, if if because it's new, uh, there's a lot we don't know, um, and so you have to take that into account. Uh, you know, I think there's a tendency that if if uh, if the whole world's talking about something, it's a much bigger deal. And in this case, that's that's true. But um, that can be amplified many times over in our mind if we watch on one channel someone saying something, and then we turn to the next channel and they're saying something, same thing. And everywhere we look, they're saying the same thing. Each channel we we turn to, I think it gets amplified in our mind. And um, you know, so we have to take the data and interpret it. Um, you know, we, we know what we know. We know there's a certain number of confirmed cases. There's a certain number of, of deaths. 
There's a lot we don't know in terms of what are the numbers of people that are asymptomatic uh, who've contracted uh, the virus and gotten over it without any concern. You know, the the number of recovered cases are still rolling in, and and so there's a lot uh, lot to do with in with interpreting data that I think um, is challenging. Uh, but you know, we can ask ourselves, what can we do? What can I do to uh, improve my health? What can I do to improve my safety? Um, and be very mindful of what I consume. You know, you want to stay informed. Uh, but you know, if you get an update once during the day, that's probably enough for most people. If you kind of watch the same thing all day long, mm. you're not really probably adding data to your uh, to your cue to interpretate. You're probably more just raising your anxiety level and focusing too much on what you can't do rather than what you can do. Um, so you have to be careful what you concern consume and and how much you consume i think uh stay informed but you know if you find yourself getting really worked up um you know turn off the tv and focus on on positive things you can do for your health for your state of mind for your spirits and so on we want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to Real Presence Live. We are your hosts today, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson, and we are speaking right now with Dr. Todd Ferguson of Prairie Naturopathic Doctors. Dr. Todd, you were just uh, talking about you know, ways of, of mitigating, of, of preventing this overwhelming sense of anxiety or fixation on, um, on what's going on. And we had actually just talked here right before we got into the segment about how uh, God invites us to have no anxiety at all. Um, Anxiety can be a real problem for people, can't it? What, what can that do? Mm-hmm. What role can that play in your overall health? Sure. Um, obviously, anxiety affects your quality of, of life. Um, but just the, the stress that comes with that can actually change your physiological chemistry as well and affect your immune function and your ability to you know, protect yourself against infection. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, there's a lot you can do to mitigate that. Um, and you want to, you know, do what you can so it doesn't uh, control you. Um, so there's there's various, uh, you know, things you can do to kind of reduce the effect of anxiety on you and 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 really actually enhance your uh, immune response. Uh, for example, just a couple simple things. Uh, you know, studies have shown when when uh, when you get a hug from someone or someone gives you a compliment, it actually can. Uh, change your levels of secretory IgA, which is a, a substance that uh, helps with protecting us. And so, you know, do what you can to surround yourself with some good people uh, that can do that. Um, but also um, uh, simple breathing techniques um, have been found to reduce inflammation, oxidative stress, and really promote more of those immune-producing uh, protective substances um, so, for example, there's there's a technique called the relaxation response, which um, was pioneered by uh, Dr. Herbert Benson, a, a medical doctor out of Harvard, and and basically what he researched was, uh, you know, is there a way we can improve our physiology uh, and improve our ability to relax? And and he found uh, some very simple techniques, basically just 
you know, sitting comfortably, doing deep breathing while meditating on a single word or phrase. Um, so, for example, when I do it, I may may say the rosary or the Hail Mary or the Jesus prayer or, you know, a kind of repetitive uh, phrase that allows you to breathe deeply and connect with the divine at the same time. Um, is a real win-win. It helps your physiology, and it connects you to, you know, life itself, uh, our Lord. So that, that's such great pointers. Uh, you know, back to the hugs and compliments. It's it's just so important for people's mental health to, you know, just realize. You know, criticism. The last time I checked, isn't a gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> if anything, it suppresses the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, in in our hearts and our minds, uh, as we are you know, weak human beings. Um, so, yeah, to, to just really put people up and help people out in this time, because it is so much negativity if you're, you know, tuning in, hopefully trying to stay informed, but there's just so much blame game going on. And so I just, I really, really appreciate that, um, you know, first step. And then with the breathing techniques, a lot of our listeners probably have Fitbits, mm-hmm. and they actually have a, a breathing I was thing the right same on thing. your yeah. Fitbit. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. but to yeah. add in, uh, you know, a Hail Mary or um, even a decade of the Rosary doing yeah. that—that's a great idea. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. I've gotten that notice from Fitbit here recently about the different um, benefits, even of breathing. They talk about lowering blood pressure and a variety of different health benefits of just. Mm-hmm. taking a couple minutes a day to, to breathe deeply, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's basically just taking a break from the hustle and bustle, right? Uh, carving out 10 minutes to be in that more uh, relaxed state. And um, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's important, too, to just give it a try. You know, a lot of people that, say, are experiencing fear, anxiety, or stress, they may have a hard time relaxing, and so they may start something and say, gosh, this is difficult, I'll never get it right, it won't help me, but, you know, and hence mm-hmm. go all the negative talk again. Uh, just acknowledge that and keep trying. And and just like, you know, shooting free throws, you can get better at relaxing. Mm. It's something that the more you practice, the better uh, you get at it. It's, it's, you know, it's not a muscle, but it's like a muscle in that the more you work on it the better you get at it and the quicker you can go to that and so you know it's okay it's okay to get worked up a little bit that has its time and place and benefits um it's also okay to get distracted while you're while you're praying but again the more you practice the better focused you can stay and so you start just doing some deep breathing taking a break from you know watching the news and everything else and and say a nice uh repetitive prayer and uh, and as your mind wanders, or you, or you know, various uh, stress-causing thoughts arise, just acknowledge those and refocus and and keep trying. And you know, you do that ten minutes every day, and and it'll get better and better over time. And in, and if it's not perfect, who cares? It's just about getting better, not about uh, being uh, perfect. Yeah. It can also help if you start the session or end the session um, with a little gratitude, too, you know, thinking about what is there to be thankful for, you know, put your mind on something uh, positive 
as it's probably so wrapped up in all the negative, you want to think about, well, what can I be grateful for? What is good? Hmm. Um, and that helps put you in the right state of mind as well. That that's uh, again just so wonderful. Uh, great, great, great advice. And and I think God has given us so many incredible things to really focus on as well during this. Uh, just even Divine Mercy Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, even in those relaxation breathing techniques that you're talking about. Jesus, I trust in you, and just to really know that He has control of of all of this, and uh, He's He's always with us. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, yeah. a lot a lot of beauty <laughs> that can be be found in in these moments, and gratitude is always. Uh, Prayer should be 99.9% gratitude, <laughs> really should. Yeah, I love that point, yeah. Dr. Todd, where you talk about uh, leading in with gratitude. And that's something we try to do in our family, too, with, with the kids and ourselves. It's actually a common practice that we have um, in the morning with our morning prayers. We'll each go around and, and talk about something we're grateful for for the day or a few things. Um, and we'll give compliments a lot of times in the evening after our, our meal. And, uh, you know, it, it is, they, they say it's, it's much harder to be angry when you're grateful or harder, I would presume, mm-hmm. to be uh, anxious as well when you're grateful. Right. And I think there's some real value as a Christian, as a Catholic, to recall the saving works of God in my own personal life, both personally for me and, and what he's done throughout history, to, to continuously remind ourselves that we really aren't alone. And that, I think that can, a lot of a, t- a lot of times be the real source, the real culprit in the in the case of anxiety is this sense that we're alone and that we, you had mentioned earlier, you know, focusing on what you can and can't do or focusing on what you can do versus what you can't do. Where, how does that all fit in with this, Dr. Todd, this aspect of, of memory, perhaps, of, of gratitude and, and expound upon a little bit that focusing on what you can do versus what you can't do? Sure. Um, you know, when you, when you think about uh, what all you can do. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people are have fear because, you know, with a new virus, there's, you know, not a specific treatment that has been developed and made available, right? So I think with a lot of other things, people are like, oh, I can go get a vaccine, I can go do this or that. But with this, there's the fear because, oh, no, I don't have anything I can do, but that's not true. Uh, There's a lot you can do, and so that's what you have to focus on. Just, you know, it's a new virus, yes, but human physiology is the same as it ever was, and um, so improving your mental health, improving your gastrointestinal health, your respiratory health, etc., are things that can can be helpful. So, what can I do uh, nutritionally? Are there things I can do to improve the food I consume to better nourish my body? Um, have do I you know from a mental aspect um, you know do I have interests that I can develop? Um, can I add purpose uh, to my life? Can I help someone out? Um, can I help out a neighbor? Can I write someone a thank you card? Can I do something good for someone? Um, all of those things are things you can do that, you know, not only get your mind off of what you're afraid of, but um, produce something good in the world. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, my husband and I, we were talking about this a little bit because, you know, parents, you can relate, um, you know, busy, 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 driving to this activity, that activity. Uh, there was a point in time where I think my husband and I, it was like five weeks or weekends in a row mm -hmm. where, you know, before we had nothing scheduled and, and <laughs> we were just kind of talking about like the feeling of like when we were a kid, like when you just didn't have anything that you needed to go do or drive to or whatever, where you could just sit and be. And, you know, it, it's that is one of the blessings in this. And of course, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd much rather not have this going on and just be able to sure. find that activity, yeah. <laughs> you know, without um, all the, the hardship. But it is something that you can do. You can sit and just be and and uh, not be overscheduled. Yeah. Dr. Todd, we just have just under a minute left. Any final thoughts for you uh, on this topic? Yeah, I, th I think, you know, it's important, too, to invite the Lord into that process, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what can be scary, I guess, for some, but, you know, asking the Lord, here I am, what can I do? And and certainly God will put you to work and has, you know, that grander plan um, in mind that he can help us be a part of. And, and even if, you know, there's a little fear of the unknown there, it's still great to know, hey, I'm, I'm part of a, a bigger purpose, yeah. a larger mission. Yeah. Put me to work, Lord. Awesome. Love it. Thanks so much for being on with us this morning, Dr. Todd. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank Blessings you. All. all right. Well, up next, not just surviving, but thriving in a time of crisis. How can we do this? Andrea Thomas of The Vigil Project offers her insight as she previews an exciting event coming up tonight for all you ladies. So stay with us. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this.